Today's episode is episode 170, and today's episode is called Rabbit Holes. Today I'm going to talk about rabbit holes, just going to explore this, and positive negative spectrums when it comes to thinking through things and feeling through things. Today's episode, if you're watching on YouTube, we've got the picture from the Artistic Nuance podcast episode, one of my favorite pictures, it's got the Mona Lisa, with me as a beard, it's got the Scream by Edward Monk. Can't really see it in the background today, but it's there. And you've got the Son of Man. And that's me with a, or my character, with an apple in front of his face. Well, they, they, they kind of, uh, the interesting thing about that there, I think I talked about this already, is that your brain fills in the gaps to make sense of the face behind the apple, even though you can never be sure what the face looks like behind the apple, which is an interesting thing. I suppose that probably connects to rabbit holes. I think one of the reasons why you go down rabbit holes is this curiosity of the unknown, of wanting to find things out, figure things out, and find new parts of your universe, on both a felt and intellectual experience of life. Rabbit holes, I think we all go down them on an individual level and you don't realize you're down a rabbit hole until you come out the other side of a rabbit hole that's kind of been my experience now there's many different forms of rabbit holes not all rabbit holes are bad to go down i think there's a certain amount of time you spend down a rabbit hole before you realize this has gone down too much of a rabbit hole so for example there is when you discover a new school of thought so you could go through a lot of pain and suffering in your life and you might come across generally you'll come across a personal development, self-help school of thought that you might feel holds the answer to every problem in your life because you're looking for that quick fix. You're looking for that simple way of looking at the world, which will help you feel less confused by the world. So you'll go through a period, well, I've went through periods where I felt like, yeah, this holds the ultimate answers that will give me answers whenever I'm confused or lost. For me, that's been an illusion. It's been a rabbit hole. To start off with, it does give you new logic. So if you come to a school of thought, say, for example, you come discover NLP or something I was involved in for a while, the three principles, you'll come across it and it'll give you new understandings, new inside out understandings, new ways of thinking about things, new thinking tools to help you understand your experience, make sense of your life as the individual and help you move forward. That's what it's done for me. Different schools of thoughts have helped me to move forward. But they can end up being a rabbit hole if you spend too much time in a school of thought that's creating an illusion of solving all the problems in your life without really you recognizing that your life is more complex than just one way of looking at things. The other thing with rabbit holes, another rabbit hole I want to talk about is in purely on the emotional feeling level i often find myself when i become conscious of it inside rabbit holes with feelings like i'm isolated from the world nobody understands me nobody's feeling the feelings i'm feeling they're, they're too deep they're too difficult to feel that nobody could be possibly feeling these feelings because when i'm engaging in the world in my day-to-day -day, it doesn't seem like other people are dealing with similar feelings to me so I found that to be a rabbit hole when I'm completely wrapped up inside that feeling. 
when I become conscious of it, it's not like the feelings go away or become easier. But what does happen is that I get that realization that I'm not alone in these feelings, even though it feels like it in the moment. And it's not a bad thing also to sometimes feel isolated and alone. It's sitting with that, not fearing it so much, because it's that feeling that's stopping you from being creative and self-expressive in your day-to-day life because you feel having to feel those feelings. So I've been exploring this idea that if you sit with those feelings, maybe it will help to decrease the tension in your life, the background tension. Maybe it'll help to decrease the resistance you have to to being yourself, to, to speaking how you see things and to being creative and to putting things out there. So that's the flip side of that. To be honest, so far, I found that those feelings don't get easier to feel. It's not like I look forward to feeling them. I don't even get to choose when they come about either. I've, I've noticed that they feel anyway to me that it's random. All right, I've actually noticed it's when I feel on the days where I've been working hard intellectually and I feel mentally drained. Those are the days that I, that I do feel more susceptible to these feelings of life is too difficult. I feel alone. I feel, I feel I'm never going to get anywhere. It's, it's those types of feelings that can get on top of you, especially for me. Now I've just noticed, especially after a hard day work where you're thinking through problems, you've actually made progress, but the feelings are very heavy and it feels like this is never going to end because there's always problems. <laughs> there's always problems to solve. And so those feelings can get on top of you quite easily. But I found by bringing a bit of consciousness to it, even speaking about this on this podcast, normalizing these feelings, it helps. It also helps me to, to, to recognize that these feelings are never going to go anywhere. They're not going to, they're not going to go away completely from my life because it is part of life. There's heavy feelings, heavy emotions to feel, but by realizing, by speaking it out that you're not alone and that these feelings are normal. I think it brings a bit more of a lightness to it. And it can help you pull you out of that rabbit hole. I'd call it a rabbit hole of deep despair that you could otherwise feel stuck in for a long time. Or you also might feel that this is specific to you. Nobody else is feeling the same way you are because in your day-to-day interactions, people don't generally talk about feeling these feelings or how they process these feelings. So it can feel like it's a unique thing to you. And it isn't. From the people I've spoken to over the years who are quite open about their experience and open about their feelings, I've never met somebody who is just like experiencing positive feelings that they aren't processing difficult emotions. They just don't exist in my my world. So let's talk about some of the positives to going down rabbit holes. I think like, I, like, like I'm kind of mentioning, you're going down rabbit holes, isn't it? Because life's made up of many different rabbit holes. So it's a matter of, I suppose you can tie it back to Seth Godin's book on the dip. It's a matter of knowing when to quit and knowing when to persist as part of this process too. But I'm just going to talk about some of the positives to navigating down rabbit holes. So when you're conscious that this is what you're doing, I think for somebody to do this, there has to be a level of 
being willing to think for themselves, think through things, not just mindlessly accept what's being said around them by other people. So that's a positive. You are using your own conscious mind. The other positive of a rabbit hole, and it's also maybe the negative to a rabbit hole, in some way it feels like you've been pulled into exploring something that the rabbit hole already exists, but it's a matter of you allowing yourself to enter the rabbit hole, go down the rabbit hole and see what you see. So on one level that is positive because it feels like you're not actually creating what you're seeing. It's already there. It's just you're choosing to enter the rabbit hole. But the other thing is that you don't know who created the rabbit hole. So for example, just on a normal level there, again, take the example of going to a school that taught like NLP or the three principles or something like that. You don't know for sure what happened in the mind of the person or people who created the school of thought. You don't know what their intention was. You don't know what problems they were trying to solve. You won't know that in specific detail. So by going down rabbit holes that were created for you, there's an element that's positive because you don't have to reinvent the wheel. But the other side of that that's negative is that you don't know specifically why that wheel was invented. You'll kind of know why it was invented, but you won't know the specifics because you weren't the mind that created that rabbit hole. So that's the negative part of it. You could waste a lot of your time going down a rabbit hole that isn't solving your specific problems as the individual. That's why I found that it's better to notice when you're going down the rabbit hole too far and change rabbit holes, go down a different rabbit hole. I feel like this manifests in creativity. So there'll be a blend, a mixing of ideas, a mixing of school of thoughts. There's a bit of, there's obviously a bit of struggle with that too, that you might mix thoughts together and schools of thoughts together in a way that doesn't orient yourself too well. There could be quite a bit of experimentation there. What has helped me with that, I'm sure I messed this up in multiple ways, but what helps me gain a sense of bearing when I'm going down different rabbit holes, looking at different things, it's looking at patterns and principles. And it's also having tangible skills like programming is a tangible skill I've been working on for the past few years. That's a tangible skill that's objective. It's more objective in the real world. So you can see real world results from approving at that skill. It's more the philosophical realm or the psychological realm that can make big improvements in your life. You can experience quantum leaps in the sense of intellectual and emotional growth, but it's also very intangible and not as grounded in tangible real world results. So the blend, I guess, that's happening for me here, like if you read my book and the upcoming book I have coming out this year, you'll notice that there's a blend of psychology, philosophy, a little bit around learning, programming, foreign languages, a little bit in there with the French. There's a blend of all this stuff, which is then forming on a tangible level in the form of books and this podcast. Ultimately, it's language is what makes the intangible tangible. I think we really take language for granted. I've definitely taken language for granted growing up. And I would feel like that is something I would have picked up on from general society, that general society takes language for granted. Because when you really think about it, in order to pursue a path or to, in order to know what you want, in order to know what your needs are, what your desires are, 
you have to express them and oftentimes they're expressed through language sometimes they can be expressed through through your body through through your energy but i think from my experience i can only embody something well the experiences i have had there's usually language involved in the embodiment of something new. So either somebody I'm speaking to has words to communicate what they're talking about with me. There'll be a certain amount of an energy exchange going on there. That's quite intangible. I feel like that's the, that's the level where true knowledge is transferred. So that helps me to explain why I could be conversing with somebody who's saying more or less the exact same thing as somebody else, yet the knowledge transfers from one person, as in I get what they're talking about, and it doesn't transfer with the other person. I don't get what they're talking about on a more feeling embodied level. That's something that I've been feeling out through the years, and as I've been feeling that out, I've paid more attention, for, for me personally, I've paid more attention to the sound of somebody's voice there's something in there where you can kind of feel the resonance of what somebody's talking about or not. And when somebody isn't resonating, when there's not as strong a resonance, I feel like there's a, there's more of a shallow feel to what they're saying. That's what I've been picking up on over the last few years. Anyway, that's helped me a lot with, I guess this is the rabbit hole of words. People who say the right things or say the things you want to hear, but don't actually embody what they're saying. They don't understand what they're saying. So it's irrelevant what they're saying if they don't actually have the knowledge to transfer to you. I think that's probably plays out a lot in the education system. You've got teachers, obviously there's great teachers too. Some people who see this profession, who've been drawn to it, a caring nature of knowledge about the world. But there's also teachers who just didn't have any other real options. They kind of saw the teaching is an easy path. And then they're lacking in that, seeing it as a vocation. They're also lacking in living in the real world, seeing what actually works, what doesn't work. So it's limited the knowledge transfer there if they don't have the results or the experiences to back up what they're teaching. That's what I found as I moved along that it's somebody who has lived what I want to understand. That's the most important thing. I don't care about what their school of thought sounds like. I care about how does it feel to be in conversation with them? What does their life look like in that specific area that I want to improve in? That's kind of how I generally go about it now. Before I didn't, I wasn't that specific. Like even with the person, it's accepting that people are imperfect, but this person has got something in one area of their life that you would like to have insights around. You'd like to experience in a different way. And when it's an energy exchange rather than a dogma, a certain way of seeing things that you're being taught it allows you to express that new knowledge in your own way so you might pick up the transference of knowledge from somebody who's living it and you will improve in that area because of that knowledge transfer but it could look quite different on the surface even though it's the same underlying principles or the same underlying understanding it will look quite different in your life because you're an individual with different interests, different desires, different wants, different needs. So that's a way of navigating the rabbit holes that I've grown to understand. That's helped me a lot. It helps me to feel lighter. It helps me to 
I suppose actually the rabbit holes themselves don't feel as rigid. They don't feel as clearly defined. It feels like one kind of, it feels like one world with lots of different rabbit holes to explore. And yeah, that's kind of more the feeling. But when I was more unconscious to it, when I, if I, when I, I think I was at some stage focused more on the words because I wasn't picking up on energy, I wasn't picking up on the importance of lived experience as much. When you approach it like that, rabbit holes feel very rigidly defined, and you can spend a long time down one without realizing you're within a rabbit hole. One specific way, one school of thought of looking at things. So the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to rabbit holes is conspiracy theories, because I know that they have cropped up a lot during the pandemic, I've heard. And if you're somebody who is suffering with that, suffering through it without realizing you're caught up in conspiracy theories, my advice would be to check in with how you're feeling. Generally, when you get into conspiratory ways of looking at the world, there's paranoia in there, there's anger in there, there's aggression in there, there's anxiety, lots of anxiety in there. What's generally happening, happening I feel, with conspiracy theories is projecting those emotions that you can't feel and sit with, projecting them outwards in the hope that the external world will resolve those inner conflicts. And it doesn't. You have to resolve your own inner conflicts and then you're in a better place to actually improve the world. I feel that conspiracy theories are tricky because there are elements of truth to them. Like we don't live in a perfect society. There's lots of injustices. There's lots of corruption. There's lots of people talking, 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 and not actually caring about people. Uh, there's lots of that going on. So I do feel like there's a lot of truth in conspiracy theories. But at the same time, if you don't want to go down the rabbit hole, live your life in the world of conspiracy theories, my advice would be to check in with yourself, check in with how you're feeling, what's really going on for you on an emotional level, what are you avoiding? Then you'll be in a healthier place to actually work with the world and the people around you. My advice then for somebody who is, might have a loved one who's going through this, that you can see they're believing things, they're, they're not, they haven't got a grounding in reality. It's really that you're picking up on they're not very grounded in reality. That's, that's the, the painful part. For that, uh, I feel the best approach is to show that you, like, it's kind of an energetic thing. It's like show that you're listening. Actually, I guess it's genuinely just listening to where they're coming from. Look beyond the conspiracy theories of what they're saying. Look beyond that they might be trying to convince you into certain things. And just pick up on how is this person feeling and how can I be there for them? Pay more attention to the feelings they're sitting with because oftentimes it's, it's feelings they're uncomfortable with. There could be traumas in their life that they haven't dealt with. There, there's lots of different things that can be going on there. So as somebody who isn't a professional, the best thing you can do, I feel, is to be somebody who is empathetic and can listen. Also take care of yourself. First and foremost, it's taking care of yourself checking in with yourself first, because if you're affected by this in a negative way, it's not going to help anybody. So checking in with yourself, be grounded in yourself. Because it could also be an opportunity for yourself to look at therapy or to look at confiding in a friend, maybe with things you haven't dealt with. So it's uh, with all these things in there, this rabbit hole conspiracy theories, I think the first part is to get back to basics, 
look at what's happening within and then that creates a clearer picture on the outside because when you're focused on the outside like the world is huge and people the people in it think of all the people in it, maybe seven billion i don't know how many people now it's seven billion people each of them are so complex they're as complex as you are so trying to solve that type of a problem is next to impossible where you stand a chance though is when you're just looking within that one individual who's yourself that's where you can start to work on the inner work so i'd look at conspiracy theories if you find yourself getting into that realm it's an opportunity to look at the inner work yeah i just wanted to touch on that at the end I haven't got into conspiracy theories, but I know the feeling. I know the feeling of paranoia. I know the feeling of projecting your own emotional issues outside yourself and feeling like there's things going on in the world that if it only changed, then you'd be able to feel better in yourself. But that's that's not real. There's always something happening in the world. It's always something you'll pick up on your brain, you'll pick up on that you're not happy with. So that's a moving target but the thing that doesn't move is the emotions within that you can start facing so i'm i'm familiar with that general process so that's it that's what i want to talk about rabbit holes not a bad thing not always a great thing but it's a it's part of life and it's something that i wanted to talk about today it's part of the creative process and yeah that's it if you enjoyed today's podcast i appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review And that's it. Until next time, have fun and enjoy the process.